We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. You probably know the feeling. Sweaty, fast breathing, quick heart rate. That's a cortisol spike. It feels awful and its imbalance is the cause of your anxiety. Rebalance Health's three-part anxiety system helps address it at the root. Rebalance Health lozenges are natural and designed for optimal absorption, providing 24-hour relief. Live life fully without feeling like you're fighting for it. Get 50% off your first month with code CALM23 at rebalancehealth.com. All right, a little Tuesday 1 p.m. action. That means here at Stochastic PGA is on the docket. PGA DFS Strategy Show presented by Prize Picks. The burn, the what's it called? The Butterfield. 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 And the buttery. Come on, butter up like Kramer and Seinfeld. Get on it. We got some dudes that I've legit never heard of. We got some dudes that are at the top of the board that will never be there again. It's a cool, different type of event. We're going to talk about all that and more. I see you all out there. But before we do that, I'm Ben Reza. That is Jeff Ulrich. We're not going to just talk about the Oilers and the destruction they caused on the ice last night, even though that was very profitable. We're going to talk about the CJ Cup. And speaking of profitable, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to actually ask you if Aton asked you what happened. Cause I did a golf show yesterday on Odd Shopper with Aton, told him that you were on the Kurt Kitayama train and he was very upset that you didn't <laughs> tell him about the gravy train from last week. Yeah, no, I mean, again, like last week was good. I mean, I, I we also obviously Ben or, uh, Ben. I just associate him with you so much. I was going to say Aaron Wise. You can call him yes. Ben Wise. Jesus. Mine as um, well. But uh, Aaron Wise also, you know, hitting with an each way or a top 10, whatever you had him. And then KDM as well. But yeah, I mean, Aton, like I told him, I mean, it's up there on Twitter. I always post the pics, Twitter. So, you know, he's got to get on there. He's very anti Twitter. So, you know, yes. he's just going to have to change that if he wants the platinum picks from me. But um, yeah, no, Kitty Yama was, was a boss out there. It's just unfortunate. We ran into the Rory train, man. I mean, like, it happens. I, I mean, you know, going you going into Sunday like with with Rom and Rory, you got to be realistic. I wasn't expecting him to win. I was actually shocked he was even there with like five holes to go. Um, but you know, Rory never really opened the door. He did that little three putt at the end, but it didn't matter. So, anyways, yeah. it was it was a good week. It's very profitable, but man, like I thought I was gonna get the. Uh, the real big swing there for a second. It was close. I mean, you gave it a run. I was, I was really happy. It was such a weird, I will, I'll be honest. I wasn't keeping tabs on it. And that probably added to the intrigue because at various points I would check in and I'd be like, Oh, Rom's going to win or Rom's in last. Like it was the guys were moving up and down the board yeah. so rapidly. It, it was one of those, but certainly wise did his part. Kitty for you. And then Rory is now back on top of the golf world. We don't really get to carry any of that here because what is there 10 guys from last week that are in this field <laughs> yeah there's not many i mean we got um oh God, i can't even pronounce his name kim the guy from the the nazi will kim he's playing like every week and there's like a couple other dudes but there's not many guys who played last week a lot of these players are like coming off actually long breaks which i think actually makes this even more random because 
you know, again, like we just don't have the recent form. Like all these guys are coming off rest. Who knows what they've been doing the last three weeks. Some of these guys could have just been sitting on the pool doing nothing. And a lot of them have been working on their games. So it's just another factor to, to take in here. No doubt. And before we dive into this course, I do want to say, you see it right there, prize picks sponsoring this show. You want a free month of Stochastic Plus? Well, you can get that. And a $100 deposit match bonus with prize picks when you sign up and make that deposit. Use the link in the description below. Another thing, you're just getting, man, this is a great show for you. You're just getting credit on credit. You mentioned the fairway props. I had a couple people message me and say that was straight fire. And that is some of the things you can do over in prize picks. You're projecting over under various props. You can combine different sports. You can stick to your favorite sport. Two, three, four, five. You get 10x your winnings. A really cool platform, prizepicks.com. And you nailed those fairways last week. Dude, I mean, they they adjusted them a little bit in the week, but yeah, the first round was just like free money. I mean, it yep. was right there. I know I hit my, my thing too as well. So glad people, yeah. I mean, I, I'm good for a couple of those a year. So don't expect it too much, but you know, we'll we'll try and keep tabs on prize picks. Prize picks is awesome. So uh, they don't have props up yet. I don't even know what they're going to do for this week because it's so yeah. crazy. But college fo- just um, hang in the college football streets. There's great college <laughs> football, super soft over there. There you go. Take advantage of that. I, all right, let's start to get into it. Port Royal Golf Club. I'm sure you frequent it often on your travels. Uh, it's windy. It's not overly long. W- what are we dealing with here in Bermuda? Yeah, no, I mean, it's... <laughs> It's a short track. It's a pitch and putt for the pros, but it plays. I mean, okay, here, well, we'll get this is it's a Bermuda. I'll give you a little story. I have played golf in the Cayman Islands before. You and, and it's, it's, they have like a short, like nine hole course there, but it's like a Jack Nicholas design and it's completely wide open. Like there's, it's just like a few palm trees and it's everywhere. And it's right on the ocean. And the wind just, the day I played it, the wind just came in. We were literally hitting like driver into like par threes because it was so windy. That's kind of like the element that you're dealing with here. Yeah, it's an easy course, but like the wind just going to wreck havoc. And I think that's even if, even if it gets up like 10 miles per hour, you know, like because it's so wide open that the, the, it just adds another element to these courses. So I, I, again, like I look at this, this venue and short game, short irons, I don't really care what you're doing off the tee too much. I mean, like, you know, people think the ocean, well, the ocean, it doesn't come really come into play that much. Like, yeah, there's some, some holes that skirt the ocean, but it's not like guys have to hit over it or anything a ton. So it's really, to me, just, you know, irons putting and just trying to get a gauge of who plays going to play well and like crazy elements. That's pretty much all I I got for this week. Cause yeah. I'm with you. You've, You've played golf in the Cayman Islands. I have not. I, mean, I consider myself. An I, I bet I have. I can tell you this. I've bet the Cayman Islands in soccer. Bet them just a couple months ago in soccer. And it was in Georgetown. And it was windy as all hell in that game down there. That's the extent they tied. In case anyone was wondering, this is going to be weird, wild stuff. We got a field that no one knows about. We've got a course you mentioned. The variance. You... So when you come back to earth and you look at this, do you want to plan for some contingencies of like, okay, if it's crazy windy, I'm going to do this. And if it's not, I'm going to do this. I think if it's okay. So the other thing we're like, we're dealing with, obviously it's a full field event. So there's like a, a wave stack element. I think that if it, if it got crazy windy, I would definitely be on board of doing just like stacking both waves. Like, yep. you know, eight lineups, four on each side. I think that's, that's good because 
you get really heavy exposure to both sides of the draw and you probably will see a wave split develop here if that does. And there's also some potential thunderstorms, which could mean stoppages. One, one wave just gets a stoppage, then they get some, some better weather or a softer course. I think there's a lot of things that can develop like this in a lot of ways. It's like a little bit of an open championship, right? So um, just in terms of like how that could develop. So I think that's, that's one main thing. Yeah. That I'm, uh, that I'm looking at in terms of strategy. And then the other thing is like, you can, you can stack skill sets. I know you like to do that. And I think that makes sense really just going heavy on around the green or irons is what I would do. I wouldn't worry too much about, I mean, you could look at bombers, but we don't really have, I guess there's, I guess we do have some, some bigger hitters. So you could kind of look at it a few different ways, but I would really emphasize around the greens. Um, I think that's one skill set I'm, I'm definitely looking at, um, especially as I go further down the board. Yeah, I, I think you definitely want to look at some of those. I, I think you hit it like irons and around the green. That's why we just had a friend of the show, Jeff, ask about like, so, and I said Benny on, because like, I think he his kind of irons and around the green fits what you might want in a lot of iterations. It's just crazy though. I mean, we're going to talk about the DFS implications, of course, but I wanted to ask you like, I can't remember, and I've seen some crazy lines. Like, the betting card was comical. Some of the guys who are the favorites who have barely ever played on the PGA Tour. Like, Moran oh, yeah, gets no. 20 to 1. It's like, okay, what, no, what are I we mean, doing here? In a lot of ways, like, I mean, I've probably said this before, but I don't remember a field like this. No. Probably this bad. I mean, like, and it's it's not even, like, with the guys at the top. It's just, like, everybody else, you know? Like, it's like we're getting like, I mean, the guys in like the nine K range are really crazy this week. I mean, Patrick Rogers up at like 9,700. Oh, yeah. So, and, and then just the bottom as well. So, I mean, this is, this is almost historic stuff like the, 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 that we're seeing here. I do think there's, there's still some value to be had though. There always is. And this is, this is definitely a week where you can take obviously some, some shots down the board, but there are some players like up here who, you know, under 40 to one, I, I think are worth betting. Um, you don't want to get too, you can get as crazy as you want, but uh, I, I see some players that have drifted a bit. And I think that could be even like, could be at shorter odds that, that aren't. So, well, here we go. We got Thomas Detry, uh, Denny McCarthy, Adrian Moronk, Jameis, Aaron Rye, and Mark Hubbard are the $10,000 options. I mean, clearly these guys don't find themselves in this price point often, if ever. <laughs> So right off the bat, do you just say like, this is, you know, I'm still going to look at it or you're just like, I got to go balance because this is crazy. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people will be going the balance route. So I, I think like a good way to even just start being a little bit different is taking two guys over 10 gay. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'm looking at the top here and I mean, I think that Denny McCarthy will be the player that people lean on. He's the, he's the PGA pro. We've seen him pop up at the Wyndham. People like to take shots at Danny McCarthy. I've, I've done it. I mean, he's an elite putter. Why not? But I, I, I would actually leave Dietrich here. Um, I think he's just the more polished player. I think long-term he's better. He's played at a lot. And again, like, you know, McCarthy may kind of like seem like he sets up well, but like Thomas Dietrich has played in a lot of these weird setups. Like he's played mm-hmm. over in the Euro Tour. When you play the Euro Tour, you get, you go to weird places and you play in the wind and you play shorter courses and sometimes you play longer courses, but like this will probably feel okay to Thomas teaches probably feels like he's just going over to like some weird links course over in like, you know, the Netherlands or something. So 
I, I like Dietrich this week, um, for, especially for DFS. Uh, I, I don't think that like the field is going to go overweight on him or anything like that. And again, even on, especially on a week like this, I mean, looking at the stochastic projections are going to help you out a lot. But Dietrich, um, in terms of ownership, like that I'm seeing right now, he's nowhere to be found. So, um, which is nice. He is he's actually like around sitting around ten percent. I'll give that one out for free. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm liking the Dietrich aspect here for for um, for DFS especially. He is someone you mentioned experience in Europe. Also experience, you know, he was trying to get starts. And where did he get him? Corrales, Bermuda, Mayako. He's seen this court. Like, he's played in these type of events here. That's actually the predominant, What you know, we've seen him. And now he's played in the swing season and he was good. Wasn't great at Shriners, but I, I could care less about that. Dietrich, definitely preferred. I kind of wanted to ask you this, though. And this doesn't mean anything. It's more just a... Like, who do you think is, in fact, the best player in this field? Like, because I think Sheamus might be the answer, but he's really yeah. not playing well. Yeah. Um, I think Sheamus is where I would have to go as well. Man, that is a... Isn't that I, crazy? Yeah, I really... I, I think it's probably either Sheamus or, or Detri for me. Um, I honestly don't know enough about Murnick. I know he, he came through for a big win with people. I know he's he's got some talent, but I would probably lean Detri. I mean, I... Yeah, like, wow. isn't that pretty crazy? Close. I mean, <laughs> it's Sheamus, it's either hammer power, I think. Yeah, I guess we yeah. give Seamus power the the like the long term kind of. He's got a win. He's he's played really well. He played like you said, he played well in majors this year, but he's yeah, not really 10. in good form. So terrible. He lost seven and a half strokes at the CJ Cup. He's lost yeah. with his irons in five straight, which dates back to August. Now he's top ten at the majors. He came in ninth at the PGA, twelfth at the U.S. Open, made the cut at the Masters. There's like no one in this field that can say that. Uh, I I would choose. I think Seamus is an interesting bet for sure because I found twenty five to one. But yeah, I think that Detri is a pretty safe option up top to start your lineups with. Yeah, I agree. I think we're, we're on board there. I mean, again, McCarthy I think will be the popular pick, but he hasn't really shown much. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like McCarthy has had a lot of chances to kind of capitalize and. I'm I'm also not sure if like this is like his ideal setup. Like he's actually done well on some longer courses before too. So yeah, I'm 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 definitely I think he's a good fade candidate. I mean I, I think that anyone popular this week is probably a good fade candidate. So not the truth. Uh, last couple guys. I mean they're not. I mean Mark Hubbard's a PGA Tour regular. Aaron Rye is becoming one. Yeah. I'm kind of indifferent. Um, do you have a feel really? Uh, I, yeah, I like Aaron Rye this week. Um, I do. I think that this is, this could again, potentially be like just his kind of venue. Um, again, players played a ton over in Europe. He's beaten, he's beaten good fields. He's, he's grabbed a win over some, some big names. He's been on the PGA for a while. Like you said, he's gotten starts at some of these places as well. He's played Mike Kobe, he's played Bermuda. Uh, he's played corn Ferry. Like he's been around and, his his game comes and goes. I mean, that's just kind of the style he is. Obviously, he's not like a top pro, tour pro, but he does, he's not going to be disadvantaged by length. His iron game is, is his strength. And like he's got putting upside. I mean, anyone who's obviously won uh, as a professional like knows how to putt a little bit. So I, I think he, he's a player who can come to this event. I look at Aaron Rye and say, I'm probably, if I'm not the best player here, I'm one of the top three. And I've won and I've got experience. And I've been playing and I'm not like none of these guys scare me. So I think Aaron Rye is, is actually someone I'm 
potentially like I looked at power as well. I'd actually rather bet Aaron Rye. And that's probably, I may even get some money down on him. I'm still kind of deciding if I want to put any more money into this event, but Aaron <laughs> Rye is definitely someone I'm looking at. And I like him for DFS this week. As we work to the quote unquote, like balance starting guys. I mean, it, it gets comical fast. Justin Lower, Nick Hardy, Patrick Rogers, uh, Kim, who I always put his first name, Sung Young Kim, the, the new guy who's that's been playing big. really good golf. Smalley, Grayson, Sig, not Murray, Jaeger, not Knox. Oh my God. Shelton. <laughs> I mean, it's like, okay, I want to save, you know, I don't want to go into the sixes. I'm going to start here. It, it's pretty ugly. It's not that these guys can't play, but man, first man in and it's, it's Justin lower form is great, but it's all putting right now. It's all putting. Like, um, and it definitely worries me. I actually think like in a lot of ways, lower is, is the kind of player you want to fade this week too. He hasn't been around that much. He hasn't necessarily played some of these quirky events. I know he's played the corn fairy and stuff, but I mean, like this is kind of like the veterans course where you manage your way around, you get around the greens. And and, I mean, he's just been putting well and he's pretty good off the tee too. But again, it's not really going to come like that. That's not really going to be a factor this week. So I think he's a good fade target. Nick Hardy is a guy I've just, I mean, I always say I'm indifferent to, I kind of feel the same way about him. He's been making a lot of birdies. So I guess if you want to pay up for him, I, I think Nick Hardy's probably a good starting point if you're going to go balanced. Um, and Patrick Rogers is probably, you know, I mean, Hardy's upside might be, I don't even know. I mean, Patrick Rogers to me sets up well. He's, he's a veteran. Yes. He plays short course as well. He's a great putter. He knows how to handle the wind. He won't get in too much trouble off the tee. He's Patrick Rogers, but like he's, again, if we're going to get an ugly kind of event, where players are going to have to scramble and Ryan putting. I mean, he's, this should be good. He was T4 here last year. I don't really have a reason to, to hate it. So I, I'm kind of looking at him as, as a player who he'll probably get some ownership, but I don't think he's going to get crazy ownership. I mean, he's stuck um, like underneath or, or around a couple players who have been playing well, like Hardy's going to, you know, obviously soak up some ownership. So I think Rogers is just a good target. And again, another player who I'll probably be thinking about betting. So. It is kind of crazy, but yeah, you mentioned, so Rogers, he's seen this course, good result there. I comp to RSM a little bit. He's had success yep. there, and there's definitely some guys in the field that I, I, I looked for that. I, I have trouble more in the bottom of the nines, because I, I agree. I think those are the names that I want to go to, but then you see, <laughs> so your boy Jaeger is there, Knox, who has just been awful, Robbie Shelton, who has some talent, but like he's someone not really accustomed to being in the mix. Do you go to these guys or is it? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, Knox is, I'm kind of with you on the Knox train at this point. I've just had enough Russell Knox for one lifetime. I won't even go back and tell my sad story again about how he destroyed my Ryan Fox ticket like four years ago, but Robbie Shelton is getting a lot of heat this week. And like Robbie Shelton is like, he, he's, I think he's going to, he's, playing well and he's he's got some pedigree and he's a player who's expected to do well a couple years ago so he's you know that's noteworthy but like i don't want to jump on like a top three own percent robbie shelton either yeah i really think that with i mean I, i'm i'm gonna stand for jagger again like i think this is fantastic setup for steven yager i mean we're gonna get a windy course we're gonna get a short course where he doesn't have to worry about being like 20 yards behind everyone off the tee his iron game is still trending well it's a little bit up and down but the short game is just elite and he's played this course. He was D 20 here last year. He's made five cuts in a row in full field events. 
I just keep coming back to it. This guy knows how to win, man. Like this is this is less than a Corn Ferry Tour event. I mean, yes. just like Aaron Rye, Yager's going to come in here and he's he's played with some confidence. And if this gets a little tough in the conditions and he's sitting around there on Saturday and Sunday, he's going to dial it up. And I think that this is a very good spot for Steven Yager, Yager, Yager uh, to um, to to potentially grab a win. So I'm I'm interested. He's he's obviously getting some heat. He's made some cuts. But I think it's for good reason. Like he's playing the most consistent golf of his career. And I, I think you got to trust someone here. That's kind of where I would go. Um, I think that if this was a more traditional setup, I'd be looking at Robbie Shelton, but it's not. It's it's a quirky little course in the middle of Bermuda. And this is where a guy with an elite short game can get it done. So um, yeah, I, I think that also you can get 35, 40 to one on Yager, like I did Monday morning. I mean, I, I mentioned it. Like, why is he double the odds of like Denny McCarthy right now? I mean, I, there's nothing that in this setup on this venue that says he should be that I, I think he's he's worth a bet as well are you okay starting with him Ooh. a little thin i mean look like the ak range is interesting like i think that's where you can jump on a lot of players that that have potential so i, I would rather start with with yager than than honestly start with some of the guys in the the 9k range because those guys are going to all carry like a lot of ownership as well so <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, I, I think you can go kind of hyper-balanced just because this 8K range is, and even like the high sevens, I think is, there's there's actually like a lot of playable players in there who has talent very comparable to the players in the 9K range this week. So, yeah. I'm okay with it too. Normally I would say no because you're giving up too much win equity. The win equity is so dispersed <laughs> yeah, in this field, exactly. it's irrelevant. Yeah, uh, yeah, You're not fading Rory, you're fading no. Murder, yeah, um, dear God. So you can really dive in. Let's get into the AK range before we do. I do want to let people know, and I believe this is true. The hardwood promo is coming to an end. I think this is the last day that you can do it. Ten dollars for ten days of Stochastic Platinum Premium. Going to give you everything that we've got on this site for ten bucks, and this is the last day I think to do it. It's a great way to take advantage. You don't get Fantasy Cruncher because we don't own that, but you get everything else. We've got this new lineup generator. I love this tool. For sports that I don't have time for, you go in, you press like three buttons, and it's spitting you out lineups that fit what you want. It's a cool way to build uh, if you're looking to just have some fun and mess around, and people are winning money. There's no doubt that this is a good way. It's on the screen. You see that expires 10:25. What would be today? 10:25. I knew it was the last day. Hardwood, it's right there. Come on in for 10 bucks. 10 days, you get a couple golf tournaments in there. You get all the sports we got going on, a little NHL action. Um, it's a good, good time. Now, here we go. Shank, Long, Nick Taylor, Will Gordon, Benny on, Brandon Wu, Ekro, Callum Taron is back in our lives. EVR is here. EVR is like AK and Major sometimes, which is like just shows where he's been. Yeah. What are we doing this mid-range? Yeah, I mean, like that guy. Van Royen is, uh, I mean, he is, uh, or maybe he'll be Van Ruin this week, but, um, you know, he, uh, he, he could he, just as a pure pedigree play, like, uh, you know, the, the, a, the, the flat AK, I mean, it's, it's kind of a ridiculous price on, on him. Um, the, the, he could just make it there as uh, of that alone. But yeah, I, I do think that this range has a lot of, again, like you just comparable, like the talent down here is it's very comparable to the nine K range, which is again, you know, that that's what you're getting in a field like this. You're just not, 
you're not getting huge disparity in, in win equity, as you said. So, um, Calentaren makes some sense. A little bit worried that his, his around the green game may not be good, but I mean, like he's from England. He's probably seen some win in his life. So um, I don't think that's like the biggest of deals. I, I think Taron is is definitely um, someone there. I, I like the guy underneath him though, too, um, Michael Glickich. So um, big hitter, played, played well here last year. And like some of these dudes, I think this is something that you should look at this week. Where has he played well? He's got a T4 Punta Cana. He's T11 at this event last year. This dude who comes to these shorter events, he feels good. He feels he can elevate his game a little bit. They're not hard courses. We saw him play pretty well in the summer and, you know, he dipped a little bit. He had a really bad putting outing his last time, but he wasn't terrible. I think he could absolutely pop up in the top 10 here. And and I think he's probably got some confidence from how he played last year. So uh, I think he makes for a fine target as well. I probably prefer him over Van, Van Royen just because I don't know what he's going to do, but um, and then you mentioned Shank. Oh, man, like it, he could just implode on a course like this, or he could be really good. Uh, it's, I, I don't really know what to do with him, to be honest. If he was cheaper, I'd probably be say yes. I think I'd probably prefer Will Gordon under him. Um, good putter, kind of fits the profile of Lucas Herbert from last year as well, just what he does off the tee. Although, again, it's not going to be a driver heavy course. So I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at Will Gordon, looking at um, Glickich, like I said. And, uh, and then Brandon Wu, I think, is kind of going to be the chalk in this range. Seems like a lot of people gravitating towards him. I get it. Um, at the same time, like, if he's going to be chalk this week, I don't know. Like, probably just fade him. Uh, that's probably just what you should do with anyone projecting chalky. This is a game theory week, no doubt. I do like Shank, though. Played at Bermuda last year. Irons have been good lately. Kind of just a – there's also an element. It's just a project of mine in the swing season. Been targeting him a lot. He's starting yeah. to, to yield some dividends, so I kind of want to stick with him. I, I think it's really important in this in this type of event. You kind of hit on this. These are the type of players they cannot consistently go from course to course and perform because they don't have a well-rounded skill set. But in yeah. certain courses, they can compete. And when you get a guy that's like, okay, he's a coastal, weak field type guy. Well, this is how you wonder how these guys stay on tour. It would be events like this. It's this week, yeah. Yeah. So I'm in on those type of guys. Callum Taron would be one of them. I do think it's kind of crazy. I'm not saying this is the case, but there's an alternate universe where I ask you who's the best player in this field and you say EVR. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Like, yeah, it wasn't that far off. Uh, I mean, like not that long ago. I was looking down in this range when you asked me that question. Um, and, and I, and I didn't say EVR, but you know, I was, I was looking at him and, and, you know, I, I mean, 
what he's done in majors and what he's done at like WGCs as well. I mean, this is a player with like top tens, top twenties in these, these elite field events. He's got a win now as well in the PGA. Um, so yeah. Um, I, I think that it's the type of week where you look at an EVR who, by the way, did get his only PGA tour win in another event like this, the Barracuda. So, um, I, I just think that, I mean, you hate to say it, but like anything goes this week, like there's, Yes. There's no reason to to cross EVR off your list. And I think that you should be using game theory heavily this week. So that should lead you to players like him um, over players like potentially Brandon Wu, who, again, like you don't have to fade Brandon Wu completely. I'm not saying like leave him out of your player pool or anything. I like Brandon Wu. He's uh, he's performed pretty well at, at some of these venues as well. He's won on the Corn Ferry against in, in, in a, against a better field than we're seeing this week, to be honest. And he's made a few cuts in a row. But if everyone's going to jump on him, it's going to be a wild event. If his putter doesn't show up or something, or he gets the bad side of the draw, he's he's gone easy. Like so, it's um it's also a good fade candidate in a lot of ways. Yes, uh, obviously because Benny on, no problem with him. I, I actually like these guys. This is more of an overarching theme, but another theme. I actually like guys who have played on the Corn Ferry Tour because the mindset for this week for these guys is going to be competing all four rounds for a potential win, not making cuts. Like when you're on the PGA Tour, if you're flirting with, you know, the top 125, most likely you see maybe one or two Sundays where you're relevant for a win, if that. If you're on the Corn Ferry Tour and you get your card, you probably won or you were certainly in the hunt. So you kind of have those reps. Those are pressure rounds, pressure events. And I, I like that from guys like Benny on and some of these others that went down there one events. And now they're here. Detri's got reps in Europe. Like it, it means something to play golf, trying to win rather than just, you know, you're in the field with Rory and Rom and you're trying to come in 38th. It's, it's just different to me. Most of these guys too have wins. Like, yeah, that's on, big. on the corn ferry. And you're exactly like Glickich has a win. He, he actually won over in like Panama too. So, I mean, again, like that's kind of, that's kind of nice. I mentioned Wu as a win. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of these dudes have gotten it done and then, and then Detri and Rye as well. So yeah, I, I agree. I mean, like this is, it's essentially setting up as like a, a weaker field Euro tour or a corn Ferry event. And, and a lot of these guys, and obviously Yager too, who's just, you know, coming to it and they're saying, you know, this is game on. I mean, we're, we're going for the W this week. So. All right. As we work down, yeah, we get EVR. Then we crash into Cam Percy, Sam Ryder, Harry Hall, Marty Dew, Lucas Glover, Smotherman. I mean, these are usually 6K golfers. They got all about a $1,000 bump into the mid-range. There are names. There are certainly names. But what really piqued your interest when you looked at the sevens? Yeah, so I, I do like a couple guys here in the top of the sevens as well. Um, I I would probably say that I mean, Harry Hall is a little bit interesting. Again, another player who's, who's won fairly recently on the Corn Ferry. I'll take a look at him. Uh, but I think Ryder and Percy have a lot of, of intrigue. Ryder, I think maybe... Ryder, definitely the better upside play. But Cam Percy is, is super interesting to me here. I mean, he's been off since the Fortinet, but what have we seen from him? Like eighth at the uh, eighth at the Wyndham now, and then 25th at the Fortinet. Like his iron play is consistent. Um, you know, the putter comes and goes, but you know, like a veteran player who just is no going to know how to manage his way around here. And it's really interesting that he's basically just getting no, like his ownership projection is like nothing. Like people are just pretending that he doesn't exist in this range. So 
I think Percy is absolutely fine this week. I, I would he's a player I would lean on. I know someone threw out in the chat. Who would you who would you say is like a great bet to just make the cut here in this range? I would say Cameron Percy's a great. I think he's got a great floor this week. Um, he's playing good golf. He's he's rested. He's a little bit on the older side, but like again, I mean, he's not been playing a ton, and he's he's been in pretty solid form. So I, I like Piercy and, and Ryder to me is super volatile, but we have seen his upside in, on these easier courses. It's pretty big. Um, maybe a player that I just end up betting or something this week, but I, I think he's at least interesting. I'd, I'd probably prefer him over like Gim or Hadley this week as well. Um, just because of, like he's, he's looked okay in his last couple starts. Yeah. Sam Ryder de- definitely more likely to miss the cut, but he could win like Sam yeah. Ryder actually could yes. win. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you about a different type of player, but a guy like Austin Smotherman, who's done a really good job in finding weekends in events, he really never, you know, I'm just like not a top 20 to to his name despite finding those weekends. Is this the type of event maybe it elevates him or is it just the opposite of what we want because the upside seems capped? That's kind of where I, I, I worry about guys like him this week. Like So do I. I. Like they'll be okay, but I don't really think that this is – necessarily like the greatest event i mean it's not it's just uh, there's just so many different elements and um yeah smotherman has been really consistent t to green you know you you look at what he's done like the four net longer setups where it's just a a little bit more difficult off the t i think that's helping him um but even like like the last time he started the shriners like he he made the cut but like he didn't do anything fantastic and now he's got an even easier like a, a shorter course to deal with I don't know. He he might be okay, but if his putter doesn't show up, I mean, he may have trouble making the cut here. So, yeah, I, I think Smotherman is is like just not really the type of player I'm looking at. Um, I think that you can almost kind of fade like the the mid seven range. To be honest, I mentioned Harry Hall, and I I don't I don't hate him, but um, other than him, like I'm kind of looking like below all these guys and starting to kind of go to to, to gravitate to more you know more volatile players but players who are also cheaper like uh you know the ct pan range there's definitely yeah when you get down here the the pricing starts to devolve where you're just like this guy could be any price uh and and i think that's where you start to take advantage so we've got in the lower half of the sevens you've got like higo is there which is interesting ct pan for sure I mean, I'm not going to talk about MJ Defu, but I do see his name. Matthias Schmid, who apparently is better than Matthias Schwab at this point. Bermuda, Benny Martin, Schwab, all sorts of names, but guys that we do have to consider. Yeah, I mean, you could you could argue that you should just bet like three or four players in this range and just call it a week because probably one, at least one of these guys is going to pop up and, mm-hmm. and get in the mix. I mean, if like... I may I, I may have to bet Garrett Kago this week just for like my sanity because if he if he came here and won at like hundred to one I would feel like an absolute moron. I mean he was third like two starts ago on the PGA Tour in a stronger field event. You know he's won at, in a similar field to this. So Higo is very much the EVR just play him because he's probably just better long term than a lot of the players. But um, I will throw out a name that I really like in this range and I've, I have already bet him and it's Scott Piercy at 7,300 positive around the green over like five or six starts. The iron game has been up and down, but Piercy over his career, he's come to events like this. He's come to courses like this, and this is where he's made his money. He's a four-time winner. Um, They've come basically all in the same type of short courses. The last one came at the Barbasol 
Robert Trent Jones design, just like we're getting this week, short course out in, out in Alabama. Um, he will, he, he can, he will come here and he'll feel very comfortable in this course. And he was T14 here last year. I'm a little surprised he's only 7,300. I know you can say that about a couple players in this range, but six starts ago, he had the lead on Sunday out of Minnesota. He's T19 at Sanderson. I really like him this week. And I, I think he's very, very much worth like a top 10, top 20 bet. He's probably, I think odds wise, probably my favorite top 20 bet on the board, but I bet him outright with the each way. Um, I like him in this range. He's got like, no one's using him either. So. I'm on board from playing the wind as well. Like just yep. someone that won't be bothered with the elements and, and we've seen it. I mean, Scott Piercy is, is someone, and it doesn't just mean that they automatically play good, but Scott Piercy to me is basically 65 to 7,500 in, in all the events. And he plays in like, you know, top end events with the best players in the world. And, and then these, and it's just like, it, it's kind of weird. His price doesn't really move. So yeah. I'm with you. And then this is where, though, it's going to be a broad question, and we're going to obviously drill down to these players. To me, this is where we start to get names that I truly am unfamiliar with. Like, I'm basically removing those guys and saying, if they beat me, they beat me. I want known commodities. Like, do you start breaking down some of these guys that have basically no data and no starts? I like a comment that we got here. <laughs> these are starting to sound like characters yeah. in a Harry Potter Correct. story. It's, it's, yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, Endicott, Hickok. I mean, yeah, these guys are like, you know, we're going to play, uh, what's it called? Quidditch? Quid I haven't read Harry Potter. It's like, it's, I'm not a Harry Potter guy. No, so okay. well, I, I actually don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, People say I look like Harry Potter. I get that occasionally. Uh, just, that's just, that's, that's not true. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I mean, once we get under 7K, it, it definitely becomes foggy pretty quick. I mean, You've got a mix of players who have been, you know, winners like Gomez, Baddeley, and just been off tour, Streb. And then you've just got players who are what you'd say like a step below, like a lot of the, the Corn Fairy guys we've been talking about, like a, like a Nunez and <laughs> Gutkowski. Gutkowski. Now you sound like M these sound like MMA fighters. Trevor like, Cone. I mean, like these dudes are, the these days are like corn fairy tour grinders. <laughs> like some of them do have their cards this year, but there is a there is a bit of a talent gap, right? So um I will stand for my guy Sean O'Hare here, who who, you know, is, is trying to make a comeback, was pretty good in the corn fairy playoffs, played over at the Dunhill Links, was terrible there, but he played. And I mean, I think that is worth something alone. Just the fact he's out there trying to, to to get it done. He's still got some some time left. He's not like on um, you know he's closer to forty than fifty. I think Sean O'Hare could pop up this week. Um, would not be shocked. Sung Yul No is this? I don't know. He's, this is where we get crazy. From... Some of these guys. I mean, the, the recent form is just awful. But this is what you're dealing with down here. Um, back I think, from military. O'Hare yeah. is playable. I don't know about anyone else in this range. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump up a little. I'm going to stand for Ben Martin. Ben Martin yeah. is a guy. He's got experience. He knows what he's doing. And he's the type of guy. He can't compete at certain courses, but where it sets up well, he absolutely can. And I'm just going to look all the way back. You know, he was runner up at Corrales last year, right. his best results. And this is going way back, but heritage and Puerto Rico and those type of places. I think there's a lot of comps to this type of event. He's played it here twice. He did make the cut last year. I think Ben Martin finds the weekend for you. 
now we're getting okay. I want to ask you here because this guy, there was a time when he was really doing things. He's been awful. Austin Cook. I mean, that's, it's, that's the that's all I got. It's the it's the the prototypical Austin Cook setup. I mean, this it guy is. hits it probably the shortest hitter in the field, to be honest. Um, but I'll tell you one thing: he's got the form that matches the last few winners, three miscuts in a row. Um, but you know, also, you know, seven starts ago, six starts ago, he's T4 at the Bo- Boise open on in the cor- on the corn Ferry tour, which probably had a tougher field than we're seeing here. I don't hate it. I really don't hate it at all. And if you're, I mean, you're asking me about like Ben Martin, Austin cook, I would probably say Austin cook is a little bit better upside at this point. I would agree. Um, the miscut I mean, though is so much higher. Yes. So these are the type of players you will see. Absolutely. You're going to see, like I said, when we hit this range, you're going to see probably a couple players from here just pop up and you'd be like, Austin cooks T four on Sunday or something like, damn, I wish I had bet him at like 150 to one. But um, yeah, I, I think that that, I mean, I'm just looking at these names like Hoffman. I, he's just been garbage. Um, you know, boy down there. The boy is down there. Schwab, these guys cook. I would probably say is, is the, the dude I would, I would take a shot with down here as well. Um, I would take a shot with him over Luke Donald and I love taking shots with Luke Donald, but I think we're kind of at the end of that train. I would even play, I would even rather bet cook than my guy Norlander for the simple fact that I think cook has a better chance to win this week. So that's kind of just how you're, you got to approach it. I mean, really just look at a guy's actual upside and um, cook has it. He's just, he's extremely volatile. It's probably going to give you a miscut, but he could give you oh, that yeah. before too. There are names again. You're balancing all sorts of things like Kevin Chapels down here, not in form. Ling Mirth, <laughs> it's been a long road back for him. I'm not sure how much you want to go, but I, again, I want to live in this range for a little longer if we can. Brian Stewart, Vijegas, Chad Ramey. I mean, Chad Ramey's a name that the guy won uh, at Corrales. He, he's yep. he's already done it a little bit. It just feels like these guys are a little underpriced given this field. Yeah, I, I think you definitely make that case for Ramey. Um, Brian Stewart is very much the Ben Martin, Austin Cook prototype as well. Again, um, yeah. this is where he just, you're wondering why Brian Stewart keeps popping up on PGA Fields because he, he ends up like a top four in one of these events. Sometimes it's like the Amex or sometimes it's like Punta Cana or here. Um, yeah, I, I, you could re- realistically, you want to go superstars and scrubs. You could go like Brian Stewart and Ben Martin. And just like, I don't even think you'd be wrong. I mean, these guys will probably grind out miscuts. If one of them gets hot with the putter, they're probably top 10. That's just the, the course that you're dealing with. It's so putter based. It's going to be very, you know, what they, what you can do around the greens. That's what Stewart does. So I don't, I don't hate that call either. Um, yeah. And then Ramey. I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, the more, again, I, I mentioned it, like I, the, I do like the low seven K range, but even the more I think about it, I mean, I think you can go really hard in this range this week and really just stack it like where it's like three guys from between 69 and like 73 and, and just, you know, pick, pick your favorite three players at the top and go for it. Because I think you will see a lot of players from this range have pretty good weeks. It's just what they do. It, it's, I remember, I'll actually say this, not because he's not playable right now, but two years ago at this course, it was during the the DK final. Bermuda was included, and Wesley Bryan was like 60% owned. Uh, I remember it well because I played him, and he was cut, 
And it's just like this type of, and Brian Gay ended up winning the event, which was absurd in itself. The chalk here is so volatile and the amount of people that can come out of nowhere. Like that was actually a week. I'll give a quick shout out to Kramer Hickok, who's flat seven in this same range, a wind player. He's a Texan. These are the type of guys. Bill Haas, of course. I got one more name. Then we're going to get, I got a couple of randos. We'll sum it up and we'll call it a day here. I'll also tell you about BetMGM in just a second. Where do you think, you don't have to play him this week, but I'd love to know your thoughts on Akshay Batia in life. Hey, this is this is interesting because he was the dude I was going to bring up before we left as well. Okay, because he's a talented guy. I've already bet him at 350 to 1. Um, where did Batia get his only Corn Ferry win? And he did he did win on the yeah, Corn Ferry. Yeah, you know, in the Bahamas. It was on a weird course in the Bahamas. And it is, there are weird courses down there. There's the weird setups, just like we're getting this week. Um, you get guys just miss greens, guys miss fairways. This is just a talented player, man. And he turned pro at like 17, didn't go to college. He's just out there doing his own thing. And I, I'm honestly shocked that you could get plus three fifty, like three thirty five thousand on him in this field. I, I was legitimately expecting him to be like 125 or something, 150 at most. He's just down there with like the just the Kim Bo Swan. Van Pelts and like the DA points. Like they're treating him like this guy's been like like about to go on the senior tour. I mean, again, he dusted a corn fairy tour on his own with like no form about a year ago. There's absolutely no reason why Badia can't come in here and do the exact same thing this week. The first time he played in a, as, as like on the PGA Tour, he finished top 10 at the Fortinet. Like, He's very, very talented. And I don't like, I don't know if he'll ever get it together to be super consistent or whether he's, you know, what he's going to live up to all the accolades. He can absolutely come in here and win this event. And I'm, I was, again, I was shocked at the betting number and I'm, I'm probably going to go and throw more money on it because I really think he's got a great shot to do something this week. It's not just like hyperbole. I mean, he does not deserve to be down here. So that's the easily the player that interests me the most. Um, really the only one that can interest me down here. Uh, but you know, there, there's other names, but yeah, uh, Badia, man, like I, I'm telling you, go throw a couple bucks on him. Just it's worth it. It's his, at the very least, his number is just too big. Like it's. He was in the show yesterday, me and Aton. we did yep. the show over on odd shopper. He was brought up. Not because I think he's going to win. Not because Aton thinks he win, because he's not that unlikely to win at those. I mean, come on. That's. Yeah. That is crazy. And and of all the players down here, and I, I say this a lot, he's the guy that could end up being the best in this field. Like if you want to go long-term, he could yes. be the best player in this field by far. Absolutely. And that's why it's so weird to see. Cause usually we get players like that where, okay, they're bad form, but like everyone knows they're, you know, they're, they're not playing up to their potential and you usually get them priced up a bit, but that's just not the case this week in the betting or the DFS market. So He's obviously high, high risk if you're using him in lineups, but yes, there's just so much, there's just so much randomness involved this, with this week in this course that I definitely am like, again, I'll, I'm regardless. I mean, I've already put money on them and, and, you know, I, I think it's a good week to just definitely uh, to get a little bit of investment one way or the other. Well, let me tell you this much. If you're like, you know what? I want to bet this guy, but I don't want to waste some money. Here's how you do it. Bet MGM has their no brainer offer up and running. It's in the link of the description of the show. When you click on that link, you sign up and you deposit, you throw 10 bucks, 
you got to bet an NBA money line. What happens once one of the teams makes a three pointer, they give you $200 in free bets. Take some of that money and bet some of these guys. Have some fun with it. That's what it's there for. Try to run it up. It's it's $200 that they're giving you for doing nothing because someone in the NBA game, of course, hits a three-pointer every time. You will be getting $200 in free bets if you sign up, deposit with that link in an eligible state, of course. But do it. And then bet, bet Batia and then you're rich if he wins. Uh, easy game. I really like it. I, I really do think as a dark horse, he's worth a look in some iteration. Now we're going to get, uh, we only got a couple minutes left, but I have to ask you, yeah. who the hell, not if you're playing these guys, just legitimately, we got Palmer Jackson, Jared Dillis, Nick Jones, Caleb Surratt, and Chandler Blanchett. You know these dudes? Never heard of them in my life. I, got, I literally have nothing. Like there's um, some names legitimately I've never seen. Ken Swan, who you brought up to me, who's yeah. like a 70-year-old Bermuda man. He's also in the field. Don't play him. Yeah, just whatever you do, don't play Kim Swan. He's yeah. like he's like a ceremonial, like he's a Bermuda politician, <laughs> which I just, I was just looking up random names because I was trying to get some info on some of these guys. And he was like one of the first ones I went on. I'm just like, after I saw that, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not pouring any more time into this if this is who's in the bottom of the field no we're no, i'm just not but um no there's definitely like at least five guys here i got like nothing on um no. legitimately like haven't even heard them haven't even like seen them in a corn fairy event so um and th- there's a lot of just you know like dailies here obviously like don't play him either but yeah. um dj trahan martin trainer so, so um trainer's one on tour martin trainer won yeah he won an event just like this um then he it missed about 50 cuts in a row hot take from chat oh wes bryan's in here we can go back to wes bryan yeah he, he's legitimately losing eight strokes off the tee um <laughs> at at Chariva top 20 from friend of the show okay don't know a lot about him i will say Looking when this guy gets it going, he seems to really get it going. His corn ferry, it's like miscut. Oh, Nacho. Or top oh, yeah. Is this no way? Is this who I'm thinking about? No, Nico. No, it's not. Okay. It's not. No, never mind. I have no. Are you thinking of the guy from Spain? Yeah. I was thinking about the guy from Spain. Yeah. I know that guy, sort of. Nick, this guy, is it the same guy? No, it's not. It's not. Because oh. the other dude's from Spain. This one, yeah. From Obviously. Colombia. This just shows where we're at in this show. Yes. This is a perfect catalyst. I Google him and I'm like, oh, nice, man. He looks a lot older. And I'm just reading. This is a Mexican film director. This is not the golfer. I just clicked the wrong Nicholas Echeriva. I was going to say, man, this guy is way old. Yeah, 75. That's not him. Um, I like this call, though. Echeriva, I'm going to look into this. I like look, it. He's, he's, look into these numbers. I'm not, I don't know no. much about this guy, obviously. From what I've seen, though, he's got a, a laundry list of top end starts on the corn ferry leading into here. Now we got some reps in the swing season and he was not able to get it going T to green. It's going to take a big step T to green, but clearly he did it on the corn ferry tour. And he's, I, I like the fact he's from Columbia. He's played different, a lot of different parts, probably played some quirky courses. Yep. Five at the corn ferry tour championship. Yeah, no, no, yep. no. I'm, I'm definitely going to look into this. Yeah. The These are the type of names you, you want to consider. You don't want to get yes. crazy five, 10% allocation though. A couple are going to hit. Most will miss the cut. That's what you want. Because if you get the right one, it can make the difference in a, a season-making payday. Absolutely, man. Ooh, 
all right. Final thoughts here. We're going to bounce on out. Uh, for me, it's keep it simple. Don't overthink it. I always would recommend our tools, but if you use that hardwood promo and you get in for 10 days, our ownership tool this week might be more important than any week, because if somebody is really popular, even if I love them, I will pivot on some of my lineups because the wind and the wackiness of this just makes it a good game theory week. Yep. There's just my, my thoughts. Exactly. Don't get married to the chalk mm-hmm. at all. Try and try again. Don't play wherever you want, but you know, try and be sensible about it and target some of the players that we've been going over. I think is a really good strategy. Mix them in and uh, you know, check the weather before too, because it could be a good wave stack ability or, or chance as well. Absolutely. If you have any questions at the fantasy grind, at Jazz Raz DFS. Again, go over to the Odd Shopper YouTube. Check out what we got going on there, and you hop in our premium Discord as well. All sorts of ways to get in touch with us. But for me, for Jeff, for Tyler, behind the glass, the Butterfield Bermuda Championship is in the books. Enjoy. We got big things ahead here. We got OHL and many more tournaments in swing season, and we will be back each Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern here at Statistic. Good luck. Enjoy. Talk to you guys next week. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more.